Okay. Get situated here. Well, hi, Mender. Hi. We're back again. We're back, hopefully with less audio problems this time. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> Should be fine. We've tested it. So hopefully we figured it out. We're going to keep working on it. I'm going to spend some time like getting my shit all nice and set up. And we'll get Amanda's shit all nice and set up. But this is as good as we're going to get for now. Um, we are doing a new way of recording because we just, that's what we do. We just change things unnecessarily. Uh, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, this is what we're doing. My shit's all out Yeah, of I think place. this is like our third or fourth recording way, like recording method in the past six months. So I know we're it's going just, great. We're trying to figure <laughs> out how to do this shit on the cheap because we just mm -hmm. are. So but anyway, hi. What you're listening to is the Neurodivergent Convergence Podcast. I am Nikki, and this is Aminder. Say hello, Aminder. Hello, Aminder. <laughs> do the roar. <laughs> I'm do just going to say do the roar from now on, and you'll know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So yeah, so this is Aminder, and uh, we are two neuro neurodivergent. Why is that word hard to say today? We are two neurodivergent best friends. Navigating the Neuroverse together. We come at you with our bullshit every Thursday. Mm -hmm. This Tell is our experience as two late diagnosed neurodivergent women. And uh, experiences are like assholes. Everyone has one. This is just ours. Because we're living in mm -hmm. a neurotypical world and we are not neurotypical girls. <laughs> nailed it! <laughs> Fucking nailed, nailed it! Nailed it. Fucking nailed it this time. Uh, it was still a little off, but I nailed it. It's not a big deal. Huminder. We have not a ton of catching up to do. But, uh... Were you... You were not as badly iced in as us, were you? No, it was, like, on the cusp of, like, freezing here. So gotcha. there was still ice on the, on the ground, but... And it's been raining good amount of time today but mm. it's supposed to be in the 50s and 60s this week so it's not gonna matter but it's supposed right. to rain for three days this week so i'm just Love ready that. to go i like i like to go walk outside on my lunch so i'm just ready to go be able to do that and not basically be out in a place where the the, the air hurts my face so I'm sorry yeah so i i just kind of like sit at my desk and just read um and ignore people on my yeah. lunch but at least on walking i get something accomplished so yeah just listen to music and chill out i feel that but yep but yeah today like like not too bad not too bad for for weather just kind of just kind of gloomy a gloomy day yeah well we're iced in i woke mm -hmm. up to a excuse me burp <sighs> apologize i woke up um they, ca they canceled school last night, and I was like, what the hell's even going on? Because I don't pay attention to the weather, because I don't know why, I just don't. And so they I got a call. God, another burp. I'm sorry. At like 9.30 last night from the school, like the automated system call, saying they were canceling school. And I'm like, why? It's not even doing anything mm -hmm. outside. And then he was like, freezing rain, sheets of ice, death and despair. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what so i get on my weather thing and sure shit it's freezing rain and i'm like okay cool whatever it's probably just gonna be a little slickery it's not a big deal uh wake up this morning and my shit's covered in a sheet of ice 
everything, everywhere, covered in sheets of ice. The road is a everywhere, fucking sheet of ice. Everywhere, all at once. All at once. The road is a fucking sheet of ice. The trees are sheets of ice. The snow in my yard was a sheet of ice. Um, my kitchen window was a sheet of ice. Um, lots of things. Uh, icy. So, we didn't go to work today. Because, uh, mm -hmm. shampoo ain't worth it. Ain't no, worth dying for. it ain't. But so. I remember when I worked at Barnes & Noble and we would be open, um, like, not necessarily, like, all, like every single time that there was a bad storm, but when it got to the point where I'm like, maybe we should have closed, and it could be, like, absolute worst weather. We still have our regulars that come in mm -hmm. to just sit in the cafe, get their $2 coffee, and just sit there for two, three hours. I'm like, you could have done this at home. Correct. You literally risked life and limb just to be here. To have, to just $2 sit and read a book, coffee. or, yep, and to your two dollar coffee they get every single fucking day. Um, but you know, whatever, it's your life. You can risk it however you want. Mm -hmm. So uh, I squirreled between several many things. Uh, most of my day was ate up trying to figure out how to fix this audio file from last week. Um. Y'all have heard it already. It's a fucking mess. But it was worse before this last bit of things we did to it. I am not audio engineer. Nor do I play one on television. And uh, I don't have the skills for this. So it is what it is. It's up. Yeah, it would have been... It would have been different if we had, like, two separate audio files, which we can't really do, but it's like we had two separate audio files and we could engineer one of them and not right. basically mess with the other one. Because one of the things that I tried was that someone suggested was, oh, mess with the decibels and mumbo-jumbo jargon stuff. And it's so I did that and it made it better, but then because it lowers the volume as a whole, it also made your volume worse. And, and mine I'm like, was well, already low, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's up. It is what it is. So, hopefully this week doesn't sound as bad. Even, even like, famous, like, podcasters or YouTubers I've seen, they're like, sorry for the audio issue I had or the recording issue that I had. It's like, so if they, with their actual paid editors or actual millions of dollars that they have to spend that stuff mess up then i feel like we're entitled to mess up every now yeah. and then it'll be fine it'll be fine mm -hmm. yeah but um anyway we should probably start yep sounds good okay uh i'm mad living on the fly today because like i said squirreled a lot thought i had these things done sure didn't so it's fine <laughs> It's really fine. We're starting late. I just hit my mic. We're starting late because uh, I thought I had the AI story done. Didn't have that done either. So uh, welcome to my life today. Uh, Ma'am, what do you want from me? I'm going to try my best to give it to you. Okay. Give it to me good. Um, to me good. I need, I need a noun. Mm. Honey goat cheese. Because it's in front of me. Okay. Honey goat cheese. You can do like you can play like the I spy thing, like just sure. move around your room. <laughs> uh, another noun. Mm, 
let's do silly photo booth picture because I have our photo booth pictures from Chicago on my little setup I put behind my desk here. Aw, mine's in my wallet. Um, verb, past tense. Fucked around and found out. We're gonna say that's a verb. Fucked around and found out. Gosh, making all these ones that don't fit. <laughs> uh, adjective? Distasteful. It actually fits with the previous sentence. Dis Perfect. That's not you spell tasteful. There we go. Distasteful. Uh, adjective? Witchy shit. I just witchy because shit would be sure, a verb noun. Sure, why not? Witchy. Uh, verb? Um... Spin. Cause that's what I'm doing in my chair right now. Right, 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 right now. Adjective. Hmm. Rust colored. This actually makes a lot of sense. Does it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, person in room. Fucking Jeremy. Fucking Jeremy. We haven't done fucking Jeremy in a while, so. No, because it hasn't asked for a person in a room in a while. <laughs> uh, verb? Truncate. I don't even know what that means, truncate. To make it something small, like to reduce or shorten or make smaller. Or, you gotcha. know what I mean? Like, it was truncated. Today's the day. It's smaller. Uh, plural noun. Investors. I don't know. <laughs> Investors. Just popped in my uh, head. Two more. Adjective. Mm. Sparkly. Sparkly. Aw, it's alliterative. Uh, and last one, verb. Kill. Oh gosh. I okay. said that this menacingly. Menacingly. Um, okay. So this one's called If Team Rocket Stole My Pokemon. No, oh, no. If I was minding my own honey goat cheese, wandering through Pallet Town, and Team Rocket jumped out from behind a silly photo booth picture and fucked around and found out my Snorlax, <laughs> I'd be so distasteful. <laughs> that actually kind of works. Oh, yeah. No. Normally, I'd take my time getting my Pokemon back, but Snorlax is one of my first Pokemon ever. Plus, he's so soft and witchy. I'd spin after them right away. I'd throw every Pokeball I owned and get Gyarados, Bayware, and even the rust-colored Magikarp in the battle. <laughs> I know it'd be a lot, taking on Jesse, fucking Jeremy, and Meowth all at once. I love it. <laughs> you can't hear her, but she is laughing. Um, you at least can't, I hear, can't me? hear her laughing. Not when you laugh. No, it just oh. I think your gains are so low. Oh, that's okay. Oh, hold on. Bloop. That's better. Um. 
I know it'd be a lot taking on Je Jesse, fucking Jeremy, and Meowth all at once, but I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Team Rocket to think they could truncate me around. Anyhow, I'd want Snorlax back. Snorlax back. That's hard to say. I'd want Snorlax back so badly. A mixture of anger and investors would make me battle harder until all of Team Rocket and their whole sparkly school was left in rubble. I kill you, Snorlax. <laughs> God, silence! I kill you. <laughs> I kill you. Oh shit! Uh, the end. You couldn't hear me when I was laughing, really. No, I could see that you're laughing, but I couldn't hear you laughing. Oh shit! Okay, hold on. Well, that was funny. That was funny. I did, uh, especially on the fly. Yeah, it was funny on the fly. Maybe I should do them on the fly more often. Maybe that's why mine aren't funny, because I'm thinking about it too much. It's possible. It's very possible. But, um, anyway. Mostly. Mostly. Um, Mostly. We actually have a whole ass topic for you today. And not just us bitching about our lives. Right, right. Uh, and since Aminder has two monitors, and uh, we're using something new now, Aminder... You have the informa information, so talk to me. Talk to me about it. Okay. What are we doing today? I'm going to eat schnickety snacks while you talk. So we got this from a Facebook page called Neurodivergent, I think it's Lou, mm -hmm. um, L-U, okay, L-O-U, because I couldn't tell if it's I-O-U or L-O-U. Um, Basically, the title of it says, The Autistic Struggle of Mimicking Parts of People's Personality Until You Don't Know Who You Are Anymore. Let's see. Um, it says, okay, first one says, Autistic people may mask autistic traits. Part of masking can involve mimicking or mirroring how non-autistic people can act. Why might autistic people mask? In order to have, basically, in order to have friends and to fit in, in order to keep a job or to attend school in order to have our needs met, in order to avoid being bullied or judged, to stay safe. Um, they may mimic parts of other people until we don't have a strong sense of who we are anymore. We may feel like we are just a collection of the traits, interests, mannerisms, and characteristics of others, as we may have masked for so long. Autistic people may not realize that we are mimicking other people and suddenly just realize just how much we have become like the people we are around. Although non-autistic people may mimic how other people act too, the extent of this and how often it is done may be less intense than for autistic people. Basically saying like, yes, you can't say everyone's a little bit autistic because everyone does that sort of shit, but it's like, yes, yeah, you're correct, but it's like just more in a tense way. Um, next one says, how might mimicking show up for autistic people? One, picking up other people's speech patterns slash accent quickly. Two, practicing copying other people's facial expressions in the mirror. Three, copying the phrases slash scripts other people use. Four, developing the same interests as other people. Uh, five, mimicking how people act from TV shows or films. Six, observing and following what other people do in social situations. Seven, copying gestures or body language. Eight, picking up elements of other people's personalities slash character traits. Um, 
One way that this can show up in particular is mimicking how non-autistic people... Wait, what? That's not a complete sentence. Uh-huh. <laughs> One way this can show up in particular is mimicking how non-autistic people act, I'm assuming is what they meant to put. This can include the rhythm and volume of other people's voices as well as their accent. We may have a collection of different phrases or ways of saying different words picked up from the people around us. For example, an autistic person may suddenly start saying certain words in a northern accent when they have a new teacher who is northern. And it can be really hard, feeling as though we don't know who we are outside of this collection of other people that we have gradually mimicked. Like, we don't know what is authentically our own anymore. For some people, part of the process of unmasking can involve building our sense of identity and untangling who we are. Um... In a sense of not knowing who you are anymore, apart from just a collection of everyone else, of who you are supposed to be in this neurotypical world. There's more, but we can stop and talk there. Yeah. Let's see. So, that, I think that's true, because, like, when I worked in call center, if people, especially, like, people had a southern accent, it can, I can only last, like, it only lasts for, like, a little bit, but I would have a southern accent slightly, when I say certain words. Um, for the longest time, when I worked at Walgreens, I had a, uh, this is years and years ago, I had a co-worker who was from Chicago, and the way she said, Mom, like, Mom. And so I would say that for so long. So, like, when I worked in call center, and when people with a southern accent would call in, I might say certain words or phrases like them, um, at least for a little bit. Um, I had a coworker when I worked at Walgreens who was from Chicago, and when she said, Mom, like, Mom, mm-hmm. for, I said that for the longest time, said it that way, uh, because I worked with her for over a year, and it took a long time for me to start saying, saying Mom again, like my normal, like my normal accent. Um, I so the whole, better. like, cop- could have been going around going, Ma! <laughs> Ma! Ma! That's true. So, call my mom so us. So, like, also the whole copying phrases and scripts that other people use, I definitely do that because, um, like, even watching, like, YouTubers, I'll repeat stuff the way they say things just without even thinking, without even thinking about it. But, um, so, like, what, what, what about you? Like, how do you, do you notice that you do this sort of thing? Yeah, this was a big, this is actually, like, kind of like a deep thing for me but also kind of not at the same time that's kind of why i wanted to talk okay fuck you too arm jesus it just went bonk and hit the table excuse don't do that sit still um so anyway sorry i sort of figured this out before i figured out i was autistic um because i had like that i've mentioned it before i had that like whole like big breakdown thing in 2020 and one of the biggest things i sort of focused on during that time was that i did not know who the fuck i was like i didn't know what i liked what i didn't like uh what i wanted from life did i even you know enjoy doing certain things I did like were my likes my own were my thoughts my own like I very much felt like I was this strange amalgamation of all of the people and things around me but nothing was really mine almost like what are those things what are the 
is it i don't want to say it's not animagus that's something else what is oh, the thing? chimera yeah yeah like that it, it, i sort of felt like to put it in a nerdy context like a chimera like i was this stitched together thing that really had no like soul is like the weirdest thing to say but like I didn't feel like my own person. I felt like like you're you were stitched apart. Per, you were stitched together personalities of other people. Correct. Where you kind of like lost your own. Correct. And... and even 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 before all this, like when we were in high school, and this is this you can say this really about anybody, and I understand that. But like even when you had different like boyfriends in high school and college, like I remember, I could always tell what kind of guy you were with on how you acted. Yep, how I acted. Like and I remember. Like, there was a certain guy that you, <laughs> I won't say his name, but you were so proud in the fact that he knew, and you now you knew, how to break into someone's house, because, like, if they just had a simple lock on their door, like, well, you know how easy, I'm like, Nikki, you don't, you don't need to know that, and <laughs> you don't need to tell me that how easy it would be to break into my house. I know. Like, I don't want to know. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I was very dumb. I did a lot of dumb things. Um, but yeah. Um, and then when I dated another particular person, if you remember, my taste in music changed drastically and my wardrobe mm -hmm. changed. <laughs> and uh, we, had, we had that whole situation going on. But um, I also really never dated guys that went to our school either. So only like a couple. But, yeah, anyway, besides the point. So, yeah, I feel like I became whatever the people I was around wanted me to be so that I could fit in and be accepted and be liked and keep friends and things like that because I just didn't know what to do otherwise. I thought that's just what you did. And then when you turn 30 years old and you realize you've done that your entire existence and now you're in the middle of a global pandemic that no one knows how to navigate and you are a mom and a wife and you finally slow down long enough to look back on your life and realize you don't even know how the fuck you got here. Like, mm -hmm. you want to talk about, like, existential crisis? That's really what it was. It was like, I finally slowed down long enough to look at my life and realized how much of it didn't feel right and didn't seem like me but also I had no clue what me even was so I really had to like completely start over from scratch and I will say the best thing about the last at this point, we're approaching almost four years because pandemic shit took hold around March mm -hmm. and of 2020. And I feel like my nervous breakdown followed closely after, probably somewhere around April-ish, April-May. Um, so we're almost to four years since that, that happened. And I feel like I have made a lot of progress in four years I still have a lot of work to do but I definitely feel like I have a much better sense of who I am now 
And though I still do the subtle things like that, where like you mentioned, like hearing someone talk in a certain accent and then I start saying things like that or picking up like the one from movies, like how someone says something from a show or from movies and I'll sort of start talking like that and not realize I'm doing it. And I feel like a lot of our inside jokes are like that too. Like we've sort of formed our own language, like we know what mm -hmm. we're talking about, but nobody else does. And I know like a lot of neurotypical people probably have that too in their friendships, but I feel like it's much more prevalent when it's with probably with neurodivergent people when it's based on like, like a nerd thing, you know what I mean? Or like a, like a fascination, a, a, a similar obsession or hyper-focus on the same likes, you know? So like we, we have our little, our little language that we've developed and I don't know. I, I do. It was just interesting to me because I didn't realize that this was a an autistic thing or a neurodivergent thing. Like I didn't realize that that's what this was. I thought I was just like like I said. I found all this out before I knew that I had ADHD, and well before I figured out I was autistic. So I just thought there was something wrong with me that because I didn't you, have my own personality. So do you think like? Part of the thing, and I don't know if you mentioned this, but part of the reason why the whole nervous breakdown right after the pandemic, and I was also that was after that was after Jordan was gone, right? Yeah. Okay. So, do you think part of it is because you were so isolated because you were a stay-at-home mom, you didn't have your husband around, um, you didn't couldn't really go out and talk to people? Do you think that part of the reason why it's like you? It's almost like you lost the source of, at the time, where you got your personality was other people. Yeah. So if you lost, it basically, it's, it's not like necessarily like an energy vampire, but more like a personality vampire. Like if you don't have that, those people around you, you're There's unable, then, you, then you're kind of like, you're nothing to mimic. You have, you're kind of like stuck in, in your own little bubble. Mm -hmm. um, so so like I think one. that might have been part of it. Yeah. Hmm? I've never thought of it that way before, but that's very, that's very uh, observant of you. I think that's probably exactly what it is, but I, I never really thought about that until now, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, I had nothing. You didn't have a mirror. You didn't have yeah. someone to like bounce off of to get yeah. like to mat to, to mask around. You'd have someone to take cues from basically. Yeah. You were just al alone. Because um, so you had your children, sense. but your children get it from you yeah. more than you'd get it from them. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I do remember too, sort of during the the pandemic, I started watching a lot of homeschooling, homesteading, 20,000 kids YouTube channels where they like have all these kids and they homeschool all of them and like they have all these cute curriculums and make all these frugal meals and shit for all these kids and like... I wanted to start like doing the same homeschool curriculum they were doing and and all that shit because I did I I think I was now that I think about it I think I was searching for something to emulate someone to tell me how to behave right how now. to act yeah, yeah because to... I don't know and that is actually sort of like revelatory so that's very weird because I really didn't think I didn't think I was coming to any conclusions today. Okay, I didn't think we were <laughs> we were ripping this back. This is a therapy any, session, damn it! Therapy session layers right here, you know. <laughs> like, but yeah, I think you're right. I think I was searching for. I used to say 
and still do sometimes like what is the right answer what is the right way to do this what is the that was also around the time you're doing like all your essential oils and all the well that like was the... after that was after essential oils but essential oils was like the year prior to that i had just sort mm -hmm. of stopped doing them like i was still using them but i wasn't like i wasn't mlm pushing them anymore um, yeah but i think again more revelations it's probably why i flocked to that because these people had answers, right? Quote unquote answers for my problems. And it was a community and a way to behave. And I don't know. I just, I think, I think my entire existence was so rooted in what everybody else did, said, wanted, behaved like that when that was removed from me, it, literally caused me to fall apart which is scary now that i think of that like as much as 2020 was awful and like i don't wish to relive that whatsoever just putting that out the universe we don't wish to relive this right we don't wish to do this again i do think that even though it was terrible in so many ways and traumatic and painful I think it was one of those, like, in, in, in the woo-woo world. It was a moment world. of growth. Yeah, in the, in the woo-woo world, we call that your tower moment, right? Where, like, the tower in tarot represents, like, a fall of some kind. Where it's, like, but it's a fall apart to come back together in a better way. I think that was, like, my tower moment. Where it's, like, I had to completely fall apart and then decide pick yourself back up again yeah like decide like was i gonna rebuild with all the same parts or was i going to just like take my time and put pieces back together as i found new things so like i don't think i really ever made it back together fully i think i'm almost there I i'm almost there but like i would say i'm like 75 percent put back together but it's with all the pieces that I want now and not just shit mm -hmm. that you're, you're picking and choosing. Correct. Your... Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I've noticed that like, if I like something, it's because I like it and I'm no longer like, like when I shop for clothes, I don't shop for clothes based on what I think should look right on my body or what I think should go together or what I think is trendy or anything like that. I buy clothes that I think when I put that particular piece of clothing on, I'm going to be comfortable in it and I'm going to like how I look. And that's it. Me, not anybody else. Like, I don't give a fuck. If you think I look cute, if I don't think I look cute, I'm not wearing it. And if I do think I look cute, I'll fucking wear it. So... Like, mm -hmm. that is something that is, and I mention that because I feel like that's a relatable thing, but also, like, that was a big deal for me. I would only wear things in the past that I thought were socially acceptable to wear at the time, so trendy, basically, or things that covered as much of my body as humanly possible other than, like, this area I like to have open kind of always because I don't like shit around my neck, but... I wouldn't wear, in high school, I wouldn't wear skirts because I remember I had, like, a divot of fat on the side of my knee. So I wouldn't wear a skirt. 
because I didn't have legs for skirts. You know what I mean? So, like, I just wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I would wear jeans in the fucking summer, 98 degrees outside, because I didn't have the legs for shorts or skirts. Yeah, because I don't remember, granted, I wasn't, I wasn't that type of person either, but I do not remember, even though I thought you were skinny in high school, it's like, I don't remember you wearing shorts, except, like, when we were lounging around the house. Yeah, that's it. Um, But in public, no, I would not, and especially not to school. So, like, and my arms, you would never catch me, in high school, you wouldn't catch me fucking dead in a tank top. I think I wore one once, and that was on picture day, um... In Marion, and that was the first time I'd ever worn a tank top, was picture day my sophomore, would have been my sophomore year, I think is the only time I ever wore a fucking tank top to school. Um, You just wouldn't catch me dead without, like, a cover-up on or something because arm fat, right? Like, I didn't want anyone to see my arm fat. I don't give, I'm on fucking the internet right now in a sports bra, bat wings flapping. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, I just don't care. I don't care anymore. Like, you wouldn't have caught me dead with no hair. Like, with my hair this fucking short. Or a shaved head. Or fucking green hair. I mean, I had neon fucking highlighter green hair. For a while. You would not have caught my ass dead like that. Four or five years ago. Like, you just would have never. It wouldn't have even been a thing. I've always admired those things. um, But I never thought I was the type of person... Who could do something like that? Because nobody it's, else around me was doing that, right? So it's kind of like it's kind of like with me right now. Like I started wearing um, shirts that I can like tuck into my pants. Like yeah. when we went to Chicago, I had you that outfit so where. Cute. And so it's like I wouldn't even dream. Like, and I I've seen heavier people wear that sort of stuff. Yeah. Rocket, you know. Yeah. So it's more like a me problem where it's like I could even imagine having like that whole the whole muffin top thing. So now it's like. Um, yeah, I still wear, like, leggings underneath to kind of, like, suck me in, but it's, like, before, I wouldn't even dream to have my lower belly showing at all. Like, if I had a shirt that showed my stomach or lower stomach at any capacity, even, even if I was wearing pants, like, if it just showed anything, you couldn't, you, you couldn't pay me to wear that sort of shit. Yeah. And in terms of, like, 2020, uh, I didn't have, obviously have the same revelation breakdown whatever because i was still going to work i still had work to go to i didn't have to stay at home all the time so i i still i was able i still had that that um fountain of basically personalities to pull from yeah um to uh to emulate and so i still had people to hang around with it didn't bother me as much so whenever people talk about How, yes, like, 2020 is terrible. I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, I had a great 2020. I don't know what you're all talking about. I'm not saying that. It's more like I didn't have as bad of a 2020 as other people because it's, like, for me, not much changed. I I was working in the back office of a call center, so we didn't have to wear masks. Like, we sometimes did, like, when if someone was, like, there was, like, an outbreak or maybe we'd have to wear masks, like, going between... Like, if we were sitting at our desk, we'd have to wear masks, but if we were getting up from our desk to go to, like, the break room, to the bathroom, whatever, we we had to, or going to someone's office, we had to. But I'm a homebody, so yeah. going back home and not going around just for the sake of going around public didn't bother me. So I personally didn't have that sort of thing, um, but I can see why other people did. Like, right. I'm not... 
totally a monster. We're like, I don't understand why people are having so much problems. Yeah. Like, my, my 2020 was great. No. So, I completely get it. Yeah, so I just feel like, for me, it was... It's been a, a lot of self-discovery. It's taken a lot of self-discovery to... And unfortunately, a complete mental breakdown to um, figure out that I didn't have my own personality and that I needed to find out who the fuck I was. And at minimum, what the fuck do I like and what do I not like? Do you know what I mean? Like, anything. Mm -hmm. Pick a fucking thing. Like, do I actually like to watch certain types of television? Or am I just watching it because someone I know told me I should? Do I, I have like a... Certain colors. Do you know what I mean? It's just down to the dumbest shit. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I... No, you're fine. I have a very particular story for that. I remember... When Avatar The Last Airbender first came out, we were in high school. came out in 2005. I remember it was like February 2005. I watched every single episode from the absolute moment it aired. Like, my mom recorded it on the DVR, TiVo, for all you um, if youngsters don't know, just Google it. Um, we had TiVo, so my mom would record it. I remember being so embarrassed. Like, I didn't tell anybody that I watched it. I remember specifically this is such i don't know why this, it's not necessarily core memory but it's something that i particularly remember when you and rachel were over at my house i forgot what season what year whatever it was but you got you guys were at my house and my mom oh it, it was the year that we had to make pinatas for spanish okay. class okay so i remember miles like we were at, at my house i remember i'm saying oh don't you want to do you want to make a pinata, like, from that show, the Avatar show that you watch? I remember being so embarrassed, like, no, 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 Mom, they can't know that I like Avatar. Oh, no. I can't be a teenager that likes a cartoon. Nowadays, everyone fucking loves Avatar, and you, right. if, like, it's not, it, granted, back then, if you were someone that was, like, our age, like a teenager or whatever, that liked a cartoon, like something, quote-unquote, for kids, or even, Other like, nerdy SpongeBob. shit. Nowadays, SpongeBob yeah, was SpongeBob, for some reason. Yeah, and so... I remember, like, even in, in even middle school, being embarrassed that, like, I said that, I like, if I liked, like, the Proud family, because I was seen as something for more children than for 13, 14-year-olds, and I just remember saying, no, no, I, I, no, I, no, I don't need to make a pinata of Avatar. I don't watch that show, you crazy. And then, so, that was, but that was also, like, before, like, nerd culture really came out, because, like, that was before the Marvel movies all started, because that was before 2008. Um, that was before, like, now D&D &D is incre increasingly popular. Before, like, if you were, if you were, remember, like, the kids that played, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Yes. And whatever, like they were the shit. weird kids. They would get yep. relentlessly fucking Lissly bullied. bullied. I mean, so, relentlessly. nowadays, it's fucking everywhere. Nowadays, I, granted, I never was one to, like, bully that sort of, like, like, I never cared what people right. played Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. I didn't understand it, but nowadays, it's like, I watch youtubers that play pokemon right i might not understand it because i haven't played pokemon since 2002 but i watch like when i watch youtubers like play pokemon like you know now like Yu-Gi-Oh is super popular like all these things that were not like they were they were ostracizing they would ostracize you if you sure. watched or liked that sort of thing so now now it's it's kind of like like nerd culture definitely seen a resurgence so I kind of wish this sort of thing happened back when we were in school, but yeah. it's it's the it's fine. Is much but it's more that cruel sort of that day. 
Yes. So nowadays, especially that was also before like major social media, like we had MySpace, but it wasn't like yeah. as big as like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Right. And MySpace so was just I a think fun way to shade your friends when you were mad at them by moving them down on your yeah, top eight. like the top eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 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 HTML. You know, yeah. we were and we were see learning we how to see code. our teenagers. Our teenager selves could have figured out this audio issue because oh, our teenager sure. selves were smart with yeah. engineering and coding and all mm -hmm. this. But so that's that's my sort of like my sort of thing. It's like I had to hide what I liked, like truly liked, um, just to prevent from being bullied or like you know that sort of thing. So guys, I feel like I never really liked age appropriate things. Um, so. So that's kind of my that's kind of my story. It's like no, now I don't really care if people know that um, I like like same thing with like the whole like we talked about weight and looks and everything. Like now, like I've outright told people on here what I weigh. Yeah. Before you wouldn't catch me dead. Yeah. No. Telling people what I weigh, and so like even like my closest friends didn't know like how much I weigh for like the longest time. But now it's like I weigh one seventy five. Yeah. I got up to three hundred at one point. I live 75 now. Yeah. So nowadays it's like I don't fucking care. You live one life. It's like yeah. okay. So some rando on the internet's gonna be like, ah, oh, you fat cow. It's like okay. Yeah. I think been called a fat cow since fourth grade. So yeah. what else you got, buddy? Right. Try again. Um, like we could go on about the weight thing too. I feel like that's another thing that I got sucked into a lot as like, especially the stay-at-home mom life. Right. Everyone was on a diet everyone was either working out at some gym or doing yoga at home or pilates or on beach body beach body was a big one in the stay-at-home mom world but like i no matter how hard i tried to fit in in any of those things whether it be the mlms or the homeschool life during 2020 or even before then, I never quite fit anywhere. Church life wasn't for me. Like, no matter what I did, I never actually made any real friends or any real connections. And I could never figure out why. Like, I never figure out why I could not connect with people and keep friendships and connections. And it was because I was not being authentic. And I think people can tell, right? Like, people for the most part can tell when you're not being yourself and when you're not being authentic, even though you're not meaning, like I wasn't truly, I didn't know I wasn't being authentic. I just knew that like when you hang out with people, you have to find things to talk about. So you start learning about things that they know so that you can have something to talk about them with. And I think when you're not genuinely interested enough in those things and you're just doing that so that you can have some common ground because that's what your brain is telling you, you have to do to be a friend I think it comes off as inauthentic and it's difficult to connect with inauthentic people. So I think it was, there was always some weird barrier that I never could explain as to why I couldn't really form any real friendships in these spaces in which I really didn't fucking belong, right? And really didn't need to be in. But I was just so desperate for some sort of connection that I was continuing to do things anyway. And it's, it's kind of sad. And kind of scary all at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but do you do the thing? I mean, probably not. But I feel like I do the thing too where it's like once I am in a new thing 
or in a new group or I did do a thing I guess I should say I don't really do it anymore but like I would do the thing where it's like that's my friends now and that's my life now and everything about this is me now and like I have to dress like them and talk like them and and go where they go and and do what they do and it's like you just buy all the way the fuck in like all mm-hmm. the way the fuck in and then you like I said you just look around and you're like what is all this like who the fuck am I and when when it all goes away you're just like okay now what you know I did everything I think that was a lot of the reason for my depression too because it's like I did all the things I did all the things right I bought all the clothes I read all the books I went to all the Sunday school classes and all of the fucking bible studies and the the beach body virtual meetings and the all the things right I always did everything and it never really worked out for me and I never could make any friends so I don't know why I didn't like made me think of it but it was one time I went up to visit you and this is when you were going to church and all that I remember you were like oh I have this bible study I was like oh okay you're like you can't really come though because it's more like a private thing I was like oh okay so I went to like the planet fitness the local Planet Fitness and worked out while you went to Bible study, which I didn't feel like excluded because I didn't, I wouldn't have cared to go in anyway. But it was more like, and it's not like you were like you better not come, you no, better not I come. Was, it was more like I was so indoctrinated at the time. I literally asked them, I was like, "Hey, my friend's up for the weekend. Do you care if she comes and sits in with us during this Bible study because she's coming up from out of town?" And I, it was one where like you couldn't miss it, but like, Ia had. I had company and like if you missed so many things they kicked you out of the bible study and so which is very christian of them i just want to point that out yeah really fucking listen it when you drink the kool-aid you drink it hard okay like i i the tism made me drink that kool-aid real hard i'm sorry um that's why i don't be doing that shit no more but i literally asked i was like can i just can she just sit in on one session and you're like they were like um absolutely not and i was like why not well because we discuss sensitive things here okay and she's not gonna she don't know any of these fucking people so she don't even live here like she, she lives three hours she lives three hours away who yeah. am i gonna go gossip to other people here. that don't know who they are like you don't even tell me your name like right. i i so, wouldn't know who you are like am i gonna have a recording device like i'm a spy like right. i just at the time i thought it was weird but i was like but also at the time i'm like i don't consider myself christian so it's like i don't it would have been more like i'm going to spend time with you but it's also like that's kind of weird that i can't go to me like i said it's very like not very christian and i'm sorry about any christians listening but if you have a bible study and i understand like you have a core group that you're like you bible study i understand you don't want like but you're just let just invite people just let people do the thing with you um it's not a therapy session okay it's not like we're discussing you're discussing a book that people have read Thousands of times over the course of 2,000 years. Right. So I think it'll be fine. So but, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was dumb. But that's why I don't do that no more. I don't church no more. Um, <laughs> that was one of the things I found out in my little put back together is those pieces don't fit here. Church doesn't fit here and that's okay. And there's no hate to anybody that church does fit for you. I love lots of people. Who are wonderful humans and they church and that's great and i'm glad that that fills them with joy but i don't receive joy from that and i don't have spaces for that shit no more in my life so it's fine but um yeah so i mean i think 
I think for me, this has been very uh, revelatory. We've come, come to some new conclusions. Um, to go back to your therapist, be like, by the way, I don't need you anymore. My, my friend Amanda <laughs> gave me the most revolutionary thing that I didn't even think. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, weirdly enough, I actually <laughs> haven't even been to my therapist in a really long time. That's something I do need to restart because I kind of feel like. I feel like the last 25% of this journey is probably going to happen this year. Um, I've sort of been feeling that coming on, like it's time to do a little bit more work, you know? Um, and I get these little like signs like tonight where it's like, I've been thinking about journaling again and it's really been on my mind. And then tonight I have all these revelatory things come out of this episode that was such a shit show trying to get started this, you know, today. And mm -hmm. like, I just feel like, and, and the burnout, starting this year in a burnout, is probably not um, coincidental. Conducive for a healthy... Yeah, yeah. and it's not uh, conducive either. Um, and if we're going to continue to, like, move forward and grow as a human, I probably shouldn't keep helping myself end up here, right? So I feel like it's time to... Maybe not go like full bore back into how it was when I was first re-putting everything back together, but start taking pages out of that book, right? And just sort of applying the things that helped me the most to sort of finish out the last little bit of this self-discovery that I'm doing and sort of get me where I need to go. But I mean, what do you have to say about this? Do you feel like, do you feel like that's ever been a big issue for you? Or do you feel like maybe you just never stopped and thought about it long enough? Or, like, do you feel pretty solid in who you are as a person? Like, it's it's more like, I always, I've, I've always, I feel like, I've always kind of known, like, who I am as a person. It's more like, do I hide who I am as a person? Like, I can okay. be different people to different, you know, a different personality, different people. Um, like, you, you asked me earlier about the whole... Do you ever have you ever like change yourself for a group of friends? Yes and no. Like I was definitely meaner as a person. Like when I was friends with Rachel, I was definitely meaner. Like I talked back to my mom because she talked back to her mom. I like so that sort of thing. And um, so I and the whole like groups of friends. It's basically like I will find a group of people that I hang out with at work, to whatever job. Like when I worked in the movie theater. There was, like, a core, like, five to six of us that always, like, did stuff together, hung out. But I don't necessarily, like, I feel like none of us had, and this is going to sound weird, none of us had, like, strong enough personalities, and I don't mean that in a bad way. None of us had, like, overbearing, I guess is a better way, overbearing personalities to where one person drowned out the other people. We were just kind of all, we just kind of had fun. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't feel like I changed. I became more outgoing when yeah. I was like, with those friends. Same with, same with, um, Barnes Noble. Like, they invited me, like, we watched, we were watching, like, Game of Thrones. Like, I didn't all of a sudden be, get into Game of Thrones. I just watched Game of Thrones as we were watching, as I was watching with them. But if I was more into the whole morphing myself to become, like, the people around me, um, I feel like if I was more like that, I probably would have been like hardcore into Game of Thrones if that was the case where it's more like I just watched it because we were watching it I didn't watch once we stopped watching it like once the season was over I didn't watch it at anything after that yeah so um it's it's kind of like but it's kind of like the difference between morphing yourself 
based on the people around you versus, oh, this person introduced me to this thing. I like this thing now. Yeah. And making it, that making it, like, sort of your whole personality. Like, say I started, um, like, when I was dating Will. Like, he was really into cars. I never got, like, into cars, like, when he was, when we were dating. Like, I never got super into cars or anything. Um, so... That I think that's kind of like the difference, and I'm not saying like one way is bad and one way is good. It's more like, I don't know, it takes a lot for me to become, to get interested in something. Um, and so I've always had like, I've always had like core interests that don't really, like yeah, they, they fluctuate, but they don't deviate too much for me. Um, mine is more masking how people say things, how people... Like, the whole accent thing, how yeah. the phrases thing. So, mine's more like that, and less of... I I started um, hanging out with these emo... Like, I, I have an emo friend now, I'm gonna dress emo. Yeah. Like, See, that's never been that really kid. I was always the kid that did... Like, with my cousins, when I hung out with my cousins, whatever they were into, I was into. They had a goth phase, I had a goth phase. Like, if they were playing a certain video game I was playing that certain video game if they like certain music I liked certain music so it's like I I've always done it with everyone I've ever known since I have a memory of being able to like have memories of being with people so it's I guess we're very different in that way it's like you are much more solid in who you are as a person and might just be a little more scared to show that true side as to where I just straight up did whatever everybody else was doing because I didn't know I didn't know what else to do. So like I'm I think part of people it... and you sort of hid mm-hmm. you you morphed based on you masked your interest based on who you were around, but you didn't change your interest based on who you were around. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's kinda like like, Mark and I have always played video games growing up, but I might not necessarily have told people that I liked video games. I just never didn't like video games because I was with people that also didn't like video games. Right. Like, I never stopped liking video games just because I was with people. I just didn't tell them right. that I liked. Yeah. I just didn't tell them that I liked video games. It's kind of like us, like, as we're, like, wrapping up, it's kind of like us as a friend at Friendship. I feel like neither one of us took on the personality of another of the other Mm-mm. like when growing up like, i feel like I, don't, I feel like you never maybe it's because i don't have an overbearing personality like you never like really started acting like me or anything like that like we yes like we like the whole youtuber like or just inside jokes that we have but that's not necessarily the same thing yeah that's so and i feel like i relationship that we have and like common interest I yeah think. like but yeah so, I, I agree uh, i don't think we've ever really morphed i think we've we've might behave similarly from time to time because we have our inside jokes and things but Mm -hmm. i agree with you i think it's it's more of a just because we spend a lot of time around each other and have a lot of um have a lot of years under our belt together so we know a lot about each other but i don't think i've ever really become you and you've never really become me or taken on my interests or things like that other than when i forced you to do this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you you're like i had this interest like, now you're gonna do it now listening to podcasts and shit like you do one but you don't necessarily listen to the a bunch of them like i'm i listen to podcasts no. all the time you kind of don't so like and you mm-hmm. watch gameplay videos all the time 
I don't. So like, I like mm -hmm. playing video games, but I don't enjoy the same kind of YouTube stuff you do other than like a couple of creators we I like that are, that you watch. Jacksepticeye is funny. I, I like it because it's mm -hmm. funny. But like, yeah, I mean, our YouTube history is very different from each other still. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like we, we will basically, if we're together and we watch something on the other's YouTube, we will mess each other's algorithms yes, up so much. Yes, we will so each other's so... algorithms up. <laughs> so like generally I just watch whatever's on yours because I do like the things that you watch. It's just not, just not on your own time. Yeah, just not what like I you wouldn't like pull something up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's interesting because I wonder then if that means that we feel safe enough around each other to not have to do that. I'm wondering if it's like a well, I mean, masking sort of is like a like a safety net like a defense mechanism kind of thing i feel like sometimes because we don't know what to do so we're looking to those around us to figure out what to do even if it's as simple as like how to interject into a conversation or what to say in this moment or what a simple things instead of just morphing completely into other people but i wonder if that just speaks to like the amount of safety we feel with each other because we don't have to do that around each other Mm -hmm. just thoughts yep i get it yeah yeah <laughs> that'll do pig that'll do <laughs> that'll do donkey that'll do um you um took me to church ma'am <laughs> take me to church sorry <laughs> sorry that's such a good song though really it is mm -hmm. um anyway definitely not a church song for those who don't know what we're talking about, but it's a good song. Um, we're done, I think. I think we're done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel it. Yeah. I Once we get to the yeah, yeah. in the air tonight. Hold on. All right. <laughs> we're done. When I start singing, it's over. Um, so if you're sticking around for Jeremy, give me a minute. Let me run down the socials. Uh, everywhere socials are platformed, we are at the NDC podcast. At T-H-E-N-D-C podcast. Everywhere socials are platformed. If it's a social platform, that's where we are and that's what we're on. Um, yeah. Also, if you want to come and talk to us on the show, we would love to have you. Send us an email at thendcpodcast at gmail.com. Everything is linked in the show notes. Uh, if you want to tell us we're assholes, you can also do that there. Uh, or that we suck or whatever. Just email us, okay? I think it'd be cool to get an email from somebody. Anyway, also, uh, we have a Discord. You can come chat with us over there. Us and Ray. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good time. We're trying to build that community over there. We can have a, a chitty chat, 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 chat on the Discord. What else, Aminder? What am I forgetting? Uh, oh, like, comment, subscribe. The... Your comments are a sacrifice to the algorithm gods. And if you do not make that sacrifice, they will kill us. <laughs> Just kidding. They won't. Um, but they probably won't push our content out. So there's that. Um, 
leave a comment, like, subscribe, share. And if you have, if you have, yeah, if you have memes that you'd like to like to oh, share, yes. just just what? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh yes, I thought you were gonna continue. No, Which I was, was letting you speak. Had, I was just agreeing with uh, you. Hashtag if the meme fits, share it. Uh -huh. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, hashtag if the meme fits, share it. Yep. It's an unnecessarily it. long hashtag, but it's fine. For a reason. For a reason. <laughs> For a reason. <laughs> uh, because that way we know only the real reels are putting things there. Mm -hmm. um, we know who you are because you know what it is. No cap. <laughs> I gotta get my boomer in. I gotta I got get my, my Gen Z slang. It's, it's getting to that time. It is. It's getting to that well, time. Good old Midwest goodbye. Well, well it's time to move on. Uh, we gonna, we gonna hit the transition. If you are leaving us, goodbye, we love you. We will see you next week. If, uh, you're not leaving us, it's time for Jeremy. Here we go. Okay, that's enough of a pause. So we're back. Back. Um, I don't know where the um, I don't know where the sentence given starts and ends. Oh, because it's we, I, I, I it. didn't tell you. Um, ninety percent of this is me. Okay. Um, the I'll AI just read it as is. Contributed very little because uh, this was a very specific transition I wanted in the story. So. I had to do most of it. So most of this story is me. AI contributed very little. So uh, before we read this, do you want to tell the people what the animal decisions are? So we are, I, in the document that doesn't recognize me, even though I'm signed in, one of them was a skunk and the other was a badger and <laughs> only the real ones, Nikki apparently is not a real one, um, know the badger 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 flash from like the 2000s so i chose badger because i think yeah. badgers are better than skunk and and the whole honey badger don't give a fuck sort of thing or honey badger don't care whatever that meme was yeah. okay yeah so let's see chronicles of jeremy what the hell sympathy jeremy exclaimed it's 3 a.m why are you it was at that moment that Jeremy the Psychic Cat realized that what he was told by the village healer was indeed true. Sympathy had changed. She was no longer the fun-loving, sassy unicorn they had come to know throughout their travels together. She was evil now. Get up, Sympathy screamed. She nearly had a hold of Jeremy and Binky when they were grabbed from behind and pulled underneath the tent. Hey, what the? Finnegan? Binky the Hardy asked. Yes, now, let's go! Finnegan exclaimed. Finnegan the fainting goat led the way through the forest with Jeremy and Binky running as fast as they could behind him. Jeremy looked looked back, expecting Sympathy to be right on their heels, but to his surprise, she wasn't. Ah! Jeremy heard a yell, and before he could turn his head, he smacked right into another cat. They tumbled for a bit and came to a stop at the edge of a river. Jeremy quickly jumped up and said, Oh my god, I am so sorry, are you? Jeremy stopped. He was speechless. Before his very eyes, standing to dust herself off, 
dust herself off, was the most beautiful black cat he had ever seen. I'm assuming by the look on your face that tumble knocked your very last brain cell loose, the cat said. Jeremy still couldn't find his words. Okay, well, guess I'm fine, thank you for asking, but please, close your mouth, you look foolish. Jeremy snapped out of it. Again, I'm really sorry for running into you like that. I'm Jeremy, by the way. This is a long way from the village. What are you doing out here by yourself at this hour anyway? Jeremy asked. You ran into me, and you're asking me what I'm doing out here at this hour? The cat said sarcastically. You're right, I'm sorry. It's really none of my business, Jeremy said. Well done, you've managed to get one thing right tonight. The cat turned to walk away, but before she left, she turned her head toward Jeremy and said, And my name is Velvet. Just then, Jeremy heard the sound of hooves rapidly approaching. Just over the hill, he could see Sympathy heading right for Velvet. He knew he needed to act now if he didn't want Sympathy to get the drop on him. Wait, Sympathy, what are you doing here? He said. So he caught up with me, I see, Sympathy said as she walked up to Velvet. Yeah, well, I was told to find you, Velvet answered back. Why exactly are you so interested in me, and why did you come to this specific village? Sympathy said, or Sympathy asked. Well, I'm a member of the Glamour Guild, and we're going to work together for the first time on a special assignment that needs to be accomplished, Velvet answered. That's great! And the Velvet, or Velvet, and the Glamour Guild? Sympathy asked. That's right, it's an elite group made of those who have inherited special powers like your pixie dust that I can use, Velvet explained. Your powers? So you're a magic user? Sympathy asked. Yes, just like me then. You're a magic user too. Now let's get this show on the road before I throw myself into the water. <laughs> Over dramatic, but okay. <laughs> Velvet, wait! Jeremy exclaimed and ran up to her. He pulled her to the side and said, She isn't herself right now. Don't tell her anything else and don't follow her back to the village. What are you talking about? She's fine and it's my mission to find her and. Never mind. Just let me go. Velvet pulled away from Jeremy and started to walk back towards sympathy. Finnegan and Binky had witnessed the whole thing go down from behind a nearby tree, and had noticed Sympathy carrying her sword. I don't know how she carries it, but okay. Sympathy came back, came from another, Sympathy came from behind another tree, sword in hand, she's a unicorn, but okay, and swung at Velvet. Velvet let out a blood-curdling scream. Jeremy and Binky sprang into action. Jeremy grabbing Velvet just in time, escape... Sympathy's sword, and Binky grabbed Finnegan, who had fainted when Velvet screamed. They <laughs> headed for the cover of the dense forest at the base of the mountain, with Sympathy trailing them. To be continued. Yes. So, yes. the only bit that was AI was where it kicked off after he could see Sympathy running over the hill. Mm. And then, like, the whole Sympathy and Velvet talking, that was AI. And then... The Glamour Guild was AI. All that. And let's get the show on the road before I throw myself in the water. That was the end of the AI. So, <laughs> so yeah. That that was the end of the AI. I was like, nope, I have to take back control of this. <laughs> She's going to off herself before we get to her storyline. <laughs> I know. They, they like, they, AI likes killing characters off. I don't know what it is. It's, yeah. I, th it, I think it just might be an omen to how AI is going to treat us in the future. So Probably. Remember, it's guys. warnings we be should be heeding here. Be be nice to Siri and Alexa, yes. and I'm sorry if that just turned on one of those for you, but be nice <laughs> to them. Um, say please and thank you, and you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Like, just, you got you gotta be nice to the our robot overlords, okay? So yes. they at least will kill you last. Yes, so. they'll at least take you last. Oh, or like maybe they'll Skynet. keep you around we don't wanna... to help them out. Mm -hmm. We don't want Skynet and Terminator over here, okay? Yeah, 
they'll they'll need you for your biometrics at some point to get into certain buildings or and such to, or for us to be batteries i don't know like yeah. the matrix <laughs> yeah yeah they'll they'll need our uh our spawn for their mm -hmm. their evil bidding so they'll keep us on you know in strange little pods and such uh anyway probably should pay attention to this shit this was uh already done in movies several times by my never learn than ours we never learn we, we never really learn anyway uh yeah that's jeremy so uh the sword whole the whole thing with the sword do you remember like ages ago when uh the, i think it's the farting episode where she kept shitting herself uh that she had a sword randomly all of a sudden do you remember that <laughs> like, yes it's the same sword i was like <laughs> at, at first i was like okay she's just holding it in her mouth but they said with sword in hand i'm like well never mind yeah because it's it makes no sense i mean it just mm -hmm. none of it makes sense so she's a horse and she has her sword in her hand because that's what they do mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what horses do yeah the dog is scratching at the door for me to let her in um she's over my bullshit of being locked out of her room because mm -hmm. you know this is my room mom anymore how dare you kick me out of my room yeah and now she's crying okay well i suppose that's my cue to uh end this now so i can let her in um thank you for listening as always what are we gonna what what's gonna be the the put it in the comments thing um let's see the i guess the the horse and the holding a sword in their hand. That's that was my takeaway for this. We could do black velvet. Black velvet. That like I like that. Yep. Okay. And so if you got if you made it this far, just type in the comics black velvet. Yeah. Yeah, black velvet. I like it. Okay. Remember I said Velvet. We were thinking maybe Velvet could be like a love interest of Jeremy's. Mm -hmm. Velvet from the They've already had they've already had their meat cute. They got their mute their their meat their cute. Meat cute. Meat yep. cute. I had to give them a meat cute. Mm -hmm. You know I did. Cause all of those fantasy shows have a meat cute. So Mm-hmm. And they always it. I always like it's where like it seems like the, the girl has watched Zero no business interest. with the guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yep. then it's like all of a sudden she comes around and he's less of a goof. Yeah. So Oh, he's I never going to be less of a goof. It's fucking Jeremy. So she's just, just she'll to just tolerate it more. Yeah, uh huh. She'll just mm -hmm. learn to tolerate it. But she's stay going to stay an asshole. She's going to stay a snotty, snobby, sarcastic, sarcastic bitch. Cause she's and we love black that for velvet. Her. Okay, and that's how we like it. Okay. 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 So I think. Okay. That and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Well, it's time to go. Look at the time. time. Uh, I gotta watch for deer and uh, the weather. And uh, tell your folks I says hi. Tell your folks I said hi. Hey, bring them with you next time. Mm -hmm. uh, I miss your mom. I haven't seen her in ages. She still make that mm -hmm. killer French velvet donut. I don't know what the fuck ever she makes a weird shit that a mm -hmm. Midwest mom makes that nobody else in the world knows what the fuck it is. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> Insert Midwest goodbye here. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Goddamn buttons. Okay. And stop recording. And scene. <laughs>
you're a badger in the badger, badger, AI badger, story. Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom.